Hello and welcome to the iPath Podcast. This is the home for current and future auto damage appraisers and adjusters. Whether you're currently working in the industry or interested in what it takes, thank you for being here. I am your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. Today is episode 34, and we're going to talk about the foundation of Hail Claims Adjuster Training and what it really is. In my mind, the practical training foundation that you need to be a successful catastrophic hail adjuster is paintless dent repair, or PDR. If you have a solid understanding of PDR, then the role of writing an estimate as an auto damage appraiser or writing a hail claim as a hail adjuster will be something that's much easier to understand. You're going to build a foundation underneath that estimate of knowledge that all of a sudden you're not just writing an estimate, you're making sense of it all. It's kind of like decoding the matrix. Like This isn't some abstract weird thing that we're robots and we just click the same buttons every time. There's a foundation you have to build of understanding and comprehension that has to be wrapped around uh, your estimate. But before we get into what PDR is and all about, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Badger Mapping. Badger Mapping is the very, very best bar none mapping software I found for auto adjusters and appraisers. Badger Mapping has this amazing tool, this route optimization that now handles my very least favorite part of the job. I always hated scheduling the claims and trying to figure out which one went first, who to call first, and Badger Mapping fixed it all, okay? It it actually tells me who I want to call next, which appointment needs to go where, when with notes, names, custom fields, Badger Mapping is truly a management system for one or all of your companies. It, it's amazing. So, why am I talking about it? You can get two free months of Badger Mapping for being an iPath listener. Two free months. So all you have to do is go to iPath.com slash Badger Mapping, sign up for the free trial, and follow the instructions to earn two free months. Now, on to the main topic. Understand that paintless dent repair is the foundation of Hail Claims Adjuster Training, or your Hail Claims Adjuster Training. Uh, I have to be honest that... For five years of my life, PDR has has been my life. I mean, it's it's what I've done. It's what I knew. And I tried recording uh, a podcast uh, a few months back, an episode on this topic. And it was before or right at the beginning of writing the ha- starting to write the Hail Adjusters playbook. And I ended up throwing that episode in the garbage. It was so bad. It was absolutely horrible. I had... Um, I don't think you guys would have gotten much out of it and probably would have been more confused than when you had uh, listened to it before. But I feel really good about the outline on this one, and I think we can really take this little bite of what paintless dent repair is and start to understand the the core concepts you need to wrap your head around. And so uh, let's first talk about hail damage and how it's caused and, and what hail does to the metal of a vehicle. If you stick your hand out in front of you, and this is my favorite way, uh, taught this by Trish Burns uh, to use with an explanation of PDR, but it's a great way to explain 
hail damage and what it does to your vehicle. So put your hand out with palm up, take your finger from your other hand, and hit it into your palm. Now what I want you to do is push down on your palm, but um, your hand cannot go lower. You can't let it go lower. So when you push down on it, all it can do is cup, right? You, your hand wants to cup. So that's what's happening to the metal when hail hits, let's say, the hood of your vehicle or the hood of somebody's vehicle is it forms this cup in the metal. It, it's stretching it down and out instead of just pushing the whole hood down. It's not going to push the whole hood down. It's just going to push where that force and impact happens. So if you imagine that that's how a hail dent is formed, uh, then all of a sudden you can start to talk about what paintless dent repair really is. So now with your hail hand cupped like a theoretical hail ball or hail dent, uh, take that, that finger you use as the hail ball and go underneath your hand to the backside of your hand that's cupped and start to massage your hand up until it's flat again. So just like if you had a kink in your hand, you could massage it with your fingers and, and until you feel like you could get your hand straight again. Okay, that's what paintless dent repair is, right there. How you took something that was cupped and you made it flat again, or uh, it was it was dented and in, and then you massaged it out to be flat. You reverse the dent until it's flat again. Okay, so that is truly as a concept what paintless dent repair is: reversing the hail dent. Okay, um, so then how is hail actually fixed and? Uh, when I'm asked that question on the cat line, how are you going to fix all these dents? My definition of PDR when asked is, um, paintless dent repair is the process by which a technician massages the metal from the backside of the panel. If for some reason they can't get to the backside of the panel, they do what's called a glue pull and they pull up on the dent. Uh, it's kind of the same concept as a suction cup, but it's more advanced technology. Now, that's a simplified, easy way to talk about it uh, and to explain it to the owner of a vehicle. But let's talk about kind of the entire process of what goes into fixing hail and what what a PDR technician actually goes through to get a vehicle repaired. So we know what PDR is, but to perform it, uh, that PDR technician, they. so what did we say the definition was? PDR is uh, where they massage the backside of the panel, right? Well, how do they get to the backside of that panel? You can't just stick a, let's just use for an example, a screwdriver back behind the fender. How are you going to do it? You got you to gotta take something off to get to the backside of the fender. You can't get to the underneath side of the hood because usually there's an insulator in the way. So right away, we're realizing that a, a PDR technician cannot just go and fix a vehicle from the underside of the vehicle or underside of the panels. They just can't. Something has to happen. But it's up to you as the adjuster to understand and to make a determination of what has to happen. So you just walk up to any panel on the car and go, hmm, how am I going to get a tool to the backside of that panel? And that operation that needs to be performed, if you're not already familiar with it, it's called R&I, or remove and install. Something needs to be removed. Nothing's wrong with it. We're just taking it off the vehicle. Something needs to be removed, and then at the end of the repair, after the PDR is all done, it needs to be installed. Okay, so that is what R&I truly is, is it's taking something off and just putting it 
back on. Okay, so let's talk about the hood. You got to take the hood and, and like I mentioned, the insulator underneath the hood has to come off so a PDR technician can massage the hood. Well, generally, when they fix a hood, it, you know, if you imagine you pop a hood, you put the uh, the, the holder in it, and it, 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 you know, a little kickstand of the hood, it's going to sit there, and now he's going to start massaging the metal while it's standing straight up. No, it, it just it doesn't work very well that way. So actually, what the PDR technicians do is they R and I or remove and install the hood and put it on this stand that they can actually get leverage on, work with it really close to them, right? Um, at kind of at a sitting level, they sit and they massage the metal on that hood. So you have to, as an adjuster, you have to write to R and I the hood. And then to R&I that insulator so I can get to that bottom side of the panel. Well, great. Let's move to the fenders. What? How in the world is a PDR technician going to get to the back side of that panel? We have two options, really. And it's up for debate what, what you should choose. But uh, there's the headlight. If you take the headlight out, you can then get a tool straight in. There's some access panels where those lights go inside and they, they kind of... Uh, connect to the fenders there's that hole that the pdr technician can now get his long tools in behind the fender and so if you just imagine a really long screwdriver type tool at a 90 degree angle that's kind of what they're using to get behind that panel and massage the metal out so you have to imagine how are they going to get this long pole in behind the fender well they gotta take that headlight out or they could take the fender liner that's above uh, the tires and below the fender, they could take that off and get underneath it that way. So you have two different ways there. You got to choose which one, but either one of those is a good solid choice. I tend to do the headlights. Some companies want you to do the fender liner. It doesn't really matter. You're giving them access one way or the other. So let's move on to the roof. Now, if you just start doing PDR on the roof, what's going to happen? You're going to rip the headliner of the inside of the vehicle. You just can't go to town on a roof without removing something. They have to remove something. So what do you need to R&I to start pushing up on the bottom side of that roof? You got to take that headliner out. You can't rip that up. That's the owner's headliner. So something has to happen. And this is how you have to think about it. This isn't this isn't rocket science. This isn't hard. But if you don't understand what you're really doing when you build an estimate, you're really saying these are the instructions these are the things that I see have to happen for this to get fixed. That's all you're saying. If you imagine an AC guy coming out to your house and going, okay, well, we got to replace uh, your air conditioner unit. And to do that, I have to take off the old one. So that's a $100 charge. And uh, and then I got to put the new one in. And that's, that's a $100 charge. Uh, so that's the remove and install, you know. Um, and then I've got to add this other stuff back in it, the Freon or whatever. Uh, and, and you start, they start nickel and diamond, it feels like. They're telling you what has to be done, and then they give you a total bill. But they break it down generally about what operations need to happen. Well, you got to replace this hose, your wire over here is bad. Whatever the case is, they're going to walk you through. Well, as a hail adjuster or as an auto damage appraiser writing a hail claim, this is no different. You're saying, hey, I can see that this has to happen. So you can see that the headliner has to be taken out so they don't scratch up the headliner when they work on the underside of the panel. Okay, moving on from the roof. 
the doors. So uh, if you look at the doors, walk up to a door. If you've ever seen somebody, uh, you know, like a locksmith, uh, uh, work on a door or uh, trying to unlock the door from the outside or if you've ever stuck a clothes hanger between uh, the glass and you know the door itself and, and you got it in there maybe wedge something in there to get it in there well a PDR technician performs uh, the repairs very similar to that generally what we are and I or remove off so they don't damage it and they have more space to work between the glass and the door is a belt molding and the belt moldings that chrome or black molding where the metal meets the glass on the door take that off so i can get their tool inside there without damaging it so all the doors it's the same also if there's a lot of dents on the doors and some of them are near the mirror they're going to have to lean up against the vehicle and use leverage to push on the metal i mean this isn't easy this isn't like something they're just like oh I'm just, you know, in two seconds. No, they got to use leverage and they're manipulating the metal. So we might have to remove that mirror. That's not every time, but you just got to think about it. What might need to be moved? That might be sticking in their side and they can't fix the door because there's a mirror in their side. So these are the things you're going to start thinking about as you wrap your head around this. What needs to be taken off? And going back to the roof, if they're fixing the roof, you drop the headliner and then there's this huge luggage rack up there uh that's in their way that's going to be blocking their line of sight don't you think you got to take that off so you got to take that off and then um if you imagine that you're walking around trying to make sure just just by when you count the dents how we walk around the vehicle right we do it from the front the side the back everything well the pdr technician has to fix it that way he's got it has to look good from all angles right well, imagine from the back of a big old Suburban, and they're trying to get underneath the vehicle. Well, how they do that is they have to open up the lift gate at the back, the trunk or the lift gate. have to open up that lift gate, right? Well, then what? Then there's this lift gate on a Suburban that adds like four or five feet off the back of that long roof. How in the world are they going to get close enough to the vehicle from the back to fix it? Well, we have to take the lift gate off. So these are the things you're going to start to think about and start to learn the more you do that, oh, wow, yeah, I don't know how they would have fixed that without taking off the lift gate. So the lift gate on an SUV or a van is something we got to think about taking off the uh, when we do perform PDR on the roof. So just just walk through as you're looking at these panels. What needs to happen? How are they actually fixing this? And if you could watch some videos like on YouTube or online about PDR uh, technicians working on vehicles and watching what they're doing and watching what they're removing and what they're having to go through, all of a sudden it's going to start making sense. We think we can understand it in a vacuum in our head, but we can't. We need to see how this stuff is fixed, and we need to think, what are they going to have to go through to actually fix the vehicle? Okay. So, quarter panel. Uh, back of the quarter panel, you know, right behind the doors, right next to the trunk. We're going to take out the taillights. It's real simple. Just take out the taillights, remove and install the taillights. They can get access in there. Uh, and uh, then on the roof rails where the uh, the metal is above the doors, it's, it goes from the windshield pillar next to the windshield all the way up and back all the way to the where the quarter panel is at. That roof rail, Okay. There is no access to underneath that. So they have to do that glue pool we talked about. Well, because there's no access at all, 
it's going to take a lot longer to fix. So what needs to happen? Well, there needs to be a markup. We need to give them an incentive to fix that roof rail for us. We can't just expect them to fix it, even though it's two, three times as hard uh, without being able to get to the backside of the panel. So that's where the 25% markup comes in. So as you're building your estimate, you got to understand what these things really are and why we're giving it to them. A Suburban, you know, with that 10-foot-long roof, Okay, they have to use a eight, ten foot long pole to massage the metal. So literally they have this pole sitting at the back of the vehicle, fixing a dent five, six, seven feet in front of them. That's really hard. Okay, that's way harder than just sitting at a hood fixing a dent. So what do we do? We give them a twenty five percent markup for SUVs, vans, for four door trucks and anything bigger. So that's called an extended roof markup. It's it's harder to fix, so we're giving them a markup. That's why markups exist. It's just to give incentive to a technician for their job being harder. So just wrap your head around why we're doing these things. And then lastly, on the trunk, when you're doing R&I on the trunk, you got to take that trunk off. Just like we took the hood off so they could work on it on a stand, they're going to work on the trunk on a stand, and we got to take that interior trim panel out so they don't scratch up the interior. Just like the insulator of the hood, the trunk interior trim needs to come out. Okay, so let's just imagine, real quick summary, the stages of a repair for a PDR vehicle. There's really only three things happening. Now, they have a very intricate job and a lot of different nuances, but from our perspective, our vantage point, three things are happening. One, they need to remove the items so they can perform the PDR. So one, remove. Two, they need to perform the PDR, traditional and glue pull, okay? So whatever needs to be done to those panels, just do it, Mr. PDR technician. The stuff's out of your way, go ahead and fix it. And then three, when they're done, they need to install all the stuff they removed, right? So all that's happening is remove and install and PDR. I mean, this is really broken down simply. But if you can wrap your head around those two things that are happening, and th- that's what's going on, they got to remove, they got to perform the PDR, and they got to install it. R&I and PDR, that is it. If you can wrap your head around when they're working on each panel, what has to be taken off, then all of a sudden the light bulbs are going to go off in your head. Uh, and sometimes you just you just need to watch some videos to make that click. So just imagine how they have to fix it. Okay, so... How can we use this information and understanding right hail estimate better? I hope you already kind of have your head wrapped around it, but let's kind of review this. One, once you identify damaged panels, uh, you got to determine if it can be repaired with PDR. Can this be massaged out? And, and you know, in this episode, I'm not going to go into some different ways, but in my book, you can read it, and we'll probably do an episode on it later. Uh, but can it be repaired with PDR? So that's number one. It, with this knowledge of how they're fixing it, can it be fixed? Two, what does a PDR technician need removed and installed or R&I'd? What needs to be removed? What obstacles need to be gotten out of their way so they can properly fix this vehicle? And three, is there part is there parts that they can't get underneath the panel? Or is there anything that's harder for them to do, like aluminum? Aluminum's way harder to work on the suburban roof is way longer and more complicated to work on than a ford escort 
you know, uh, double metal. I can't get to underneath the panel or they can't get underneath the panel. So they got to do what's called a glue pull on those roof rails. They need a markup. So we need to start thinking about the markups. And then lastly, um, a PDR technician, when he's fixing dents, the bigger the dent, the harder it is, right? Well, sometimes they have to fix dents that are called oversized dents, something that's bigger than a half dollar. So we reward them for fixing these dents with a $40 um, per dent that's larger than a half dollar. So the if you think about a hail PDR price matrix, and maybe we need to do an episode on that, but uh, the different sizes are dime, nickel, quarter, and half dollar. Once you get above a half dollar dent, you need to reward that PDR technician or incentivize them to fix it with a $40 per dent on that panel in your sublet price for the cost that they're going to get paid to repair that vehicle. So just like the AC guys, like, man, because you got that rose bush in the way that I got to cut down to be able to get to your AC unit to install the new one, I'm going to charge you 50 bucks to remove that. Uh, and so the PDR technician, we have to incentivize them and reward them for that extra work they have to put in. You got to wrap your head around what this really is when we build an estimate. Truly, it's somebody's paycheck. Truly, you're telling them what needs to happen um, and you're imagining what needs to happen and you're building an invoice around that repair. So I hope that that helps that visualization, the breakdown of what we're really writing and why on a hail uh, repair estimate because it's going to unlock things. It's going to make things easier. And this doesn't just apply to hail, guys. If if you are writing collision damage, if you're writing for uh, even conventional repair on hail, collision, doesn't matter what it's for. You need to envision what is really going to have to happen to this vehicle. You need to learn to tell a story with your estimate from start to finish, front to back, what's the story of the repair? And um, that is going to be what what your estimate is. When it's read, it needs to tell that story. Someone needs to be able to understand what you saw and just like reading a book, all of a sudden get a visualization of what's happening. But for you to communicate a visualization like that, you have to understand it. So I So I hope you can start to visualize it but go go to youtube maybe i'll find some video links um to put in the the show notes that you can go watch somebody fix a vehicle with pdr because it is the foundation of being a hail adjuster it is the foundation of writing a hail claim is understanding pdr so with all this talk about pdr with all this talk about hail obviously it's kind of being spawned and generated because one we're in hail season uh two you know, I've done a few courses on uh, hail in three. This week, I uh, released my first book, The Hail Adjuster's Playbook. So if understanding PDR, understanding hail is something you want to do, if you're wanting to become a catastrophic hail adjuster and you just want to make sure you don't take the wrong steps and you want to have something to really dive in on and you want to understand what that life is all about, uh, you know, go get the book. It's uh, it's on Kindle uh, right now. It's free, but probably uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll it'll be a few dollars. Uh, 
Uh, but for a few dollars, you're going to get inside my mind and inside the mind of people that have mentored me and, and start having your mind wrapped around this entire subject of being a hail adjuster. For three, four bucks, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It's totally worth it. I put everything I could think in that book uh, that wouldn't just completely overwhelm it and be boring. So it's really um, a complete guide, a step-by-step guide to being and becoming a catastrophic hail adjuster. So it's on Kindle. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And then also, if you are like, Chris, I don't have time to read a book on uh, on catastrophic hail adjusting. I'm so busy doing my own job driving around. No problem. I've got a free audio book for you. It's, it's me reading the book. So if you're listening to this podcast and you can stay in the sound of my voice, then you're going to be able to to listen to the Hail Adjusters Playbook. All you have to do is go to HailAdjustersPlaybook.com and get your free copy of the Hail Adjusters Playbook audiobook. All right, guys, until next time, I just want you to remember to keep walking your path. Thank you, guys. This is your guide, Chris Stanley.